It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slopes a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know what's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the Jets-Colts pregame report. This is an interesting one because it's kind of a combination of pregame report and midweek news and notes because the Jets are playing Thursday this week, so later today is the game. But we want to give you the last second injury updates, the news, everything going on around the Jets. And then, of course, we're going to do the prop betting, the over-unders, the spread, all that with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, what's up, brother? Uh, not too much, you know, still uh, trying to get over the uh, Hall of Fame performance of one Mike White. Yeah. Uh, and I I say that half tongue in cheek and also literally because they, they had the ball and and his jersey and stuff has been sent to the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. So like, like Mike White stuff is in the Hall of Fame. Oh, re- remember during a training camp when there was that uh, – that one day uh, that like just looked on Twitter and it was like Mike White is trending and we were joking around about like how is this happening and it was it was really like the guy who did that uh, HBO show White mm-hmm. Lotus or whatever it was called and we were making all those jokes but now it's like no it's really here Mike White <laughs> was trending and his Mike White stuff is in the Hall of Fame already how this happened. That's Mike effing White to you, by the way, according to Ty Johnson. So just so we're clear, let's go through some of the quotes. Joe Douglas spoke after the trade deadline, so we'll get to him in a second. But first, Robert Sala said the Jets have not decided whether or not Joe Flacco will be active tonight. So we'll see what happens there. Sala praised Denzel Mims and Elijah Moore for pursuing and making tackles after White's first interception. It was pretty cool to see, Sala said. Says he doesn't believe the hiring of John Beck, Zach Wilson's personal quarterback coach, is an indictment of the other quarterback coaches the Jets already have here. Aside from LaFleur, the Jets also have Matt Cavanaugh, who works with quarterbacks, and Rob Calabrese, who is the actual quarterback coach. Salas said that Makai Becton is still a couple of weeks away from starting to practice. If you saw on Twitter, Makai Becton tweeted out coming soon with the eyeball emojis. So he's obviously excited to get started. Salas said he thanks Joe Douglas almost daily for trading up for Elijah Vera Tucker. Said he's a stud. In between Salah and Douglas, we heard from Keelan Cole. And Corey Davis, Keelan Cole says his catch wasn't a catch, but said that it was a catch until it wasn't a catch, but it was almost a catch. It's like nothing he's done in practice, and he's still not entirely sure it happened. Yeah, that pretty much speaks for all of us. Keelan Cole also said Mike White did, quote, Mike White things that we see Mike White do all the time. 
Sure, that sounds good. Corey Davis said his hip feels good right now, but he's taking it one day at a time. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the injury report. Joe Douglas talked after the trade that the Jets made. We thought that it might have been Jamison Crowder, Marcus May, or even Foley Fadakasi on the move. It was none of those guys. It was unfortunately Daniel Brown, and I say unfortunately because Chris, now you and I can't make the author jokes during the prop bets anymore. He was traded to the Chiefs in exchange for Laurent Duvernay Tardif, I think that's how you pronounce it. He hasn't played since 2019, but I guess it's decent offensive line depth. After the trade, Douglas said the team had a lot of internal conversations and external conversations leading up to the deadline. Wasn't anything that materialized other than the trade we just talked about. Won't speak about specific players that were discussed. Douglas said the Jets want to be a team that, quote, takes care of the players who earn extensions. He was excited to give John Franklin Myers an extension. Gives Salah and his staff credit for how they've developed youth. Points out the Jets lead the league in rookie snaps. Douglas doesn't say if the Jets are going to try and re-sign Marcus May in the offseason, but does say he's a valuable member of the team. I'm not going to say that that closes the door on Marcus May, but I will say if they really were gung-ho on keeping May, he probably would have said that they want to work on a deal with May. That might tell you a little something. Doesn't mean that May won't be back. It just means that maybe they're not entirely sold on the fact that it's the right move to sign him to a long-term extension. Douglas says he feels Zach Wilson was on his way to taking off before getting hurt. Says that the arrow for Wilson is pointed straight up. Also says the Jets will cross that bridge when they get to it regarding the Mike White-Zach Wilson quarterback decision. Adds that he is completely in agreement with Salah, who said anything is possible with White potentially being the season-long answer at quarterback if he continues to play the way that he did. Douglas said that Mims has demonstrated growth this year and has earned more playing time. Speaking of C.J. Mosley, Joe Douglas says, quote, he's an example for every player on this team. By the way, going back to Denzel Mims, Robert Sala also said that Mims has grown a lot since dealing with the camp battles involving the food poisoning and that he has earned much more playing time, which I was very happy to see, by the way, on Sunday against the Bengals. Denzel Mims played a lot. It wasn't like he just came in for a few snaps. He played quite a bit. So Chris, we heard from Douglas, we heard from Salah, we had the trade, we have the John Beck news, we heard from Keelan Cole, he had some funny comments, Corey Davis. Give me your reaction to all of that. I know it's a lot to process in one shot, but what do you got? Yeah, there was a lot there, but yeah, Keelan Cole, awesome. The catch was awesome, uh, just an awesome person. He is hilarious. Uh, I love listening to him just talk about all this, but that that was a catch. Also, that was more of a catch than the Braxton Berrios touchdown that they actually called a touchdown because that wasn't a catch. So that was a real weird thing. They should have let the Keelan Cole one stand, but the Braxton Berrios one shouldn't have counted, but they didn't bother to review it. So, all right. Everyone's talking about uh, LaFleur, a great job, great job calling plays. One, one little criticism I do have of him, he's, he's got to do something with on the, all these jet sweeps and stuff where Elijah Moore is not the lead blocker um, because he's going to get Elijah Moore killed there. Uh, there's, been, there's too many times where I've seen, like, if Elijah Moore is a blocker in that uh, situation, he just needs to be getting in the way. There's been too many times where I've seen him about to square up with a, somebody much, much larger than he is. And you, you can't keep doing that repeatedly. That's, that's the smallest little quibble there. Um, you know, there's obviously been a lot of talk and attention about, uh, about him changing up the offense. The offense didn't change. Yes, he started with the uh, passes, 
they have they tried that in a couple games with Zach Wilson, and it didn't didn't start. This was just execution, and then you can start being more aggressive when you can. You know, you're not going three and outs all the time. Offense is going to look better when it's executed. That's how it works. There was nothing different in this playbook. Uh, it was just executed and allowed them to just keep going from there. Um, but, yeah, so there's there's all those things with uh, Joe Douglas talking uh, during the presser. The It was funny when listening to him say the whole uh, I love to take care of players talking about John Franklin Myers. And I was like, you haven't even talked about Marcus May yet. You shouldn't be saying this before Marcus May comes up. Uh, but it's, uh, as you pointed out, it's it does mean something now. Marcus May could definitely end up coming back here because who knows what other offers are going to be out there. But the Jets are willing to uh, not sign Marcus May. That's That much is for sure. They're, they were not willing to not bring John Franklin Myers back. They're willing to move on uh, if, if they need to for uh, Marcus May. The, uh, you know, obviously with uh, – White playing as great as he did, and now there, there's all this talk about QB controversy. It's this is very simple. That if Mike White were to continue that type of level of play, not necessarily the same numbers, but that level of play for the next two or three games, then there is going to be a short-term controversy. It's not even really going to be a controversy though, because they're probably just going to ride with the hot hand. But at the end of the day it would still be like they're not going to keep Mike White long-term. I mean, unless this really turns into a Tom Brady situation, which I highly doubt because the more realistic thing here is that Mike White is going to struggle. Uh, he might, and we'll, we'll see this very interesting matchup with the Colts because the Colts are the worst, uh, they're the worst defense against that type of short passing offense. Their numbers have been just terrible all year. So now you got to think that they're going to look at this game and try to adjust, but I don't know if they're capable of doing that. So maybe he has a good game against the Colts and then he really struggles against the Bills and that comes back to earth. And then uh, by the time uh, Zach Wilson is ready to go, then, you know, it'll be his job to take over again. That's most likely how it's going to play out. Um, Obviously uh, with uh, Duvernay Tardif, uh, he, he sat out last year because of COVID. He was uh, went and actually, you know, did doctor things because he's like a doctor surgeon and like was in Canada like treating people for COVID while the season was going on. But yeah, the last time he played, it, it, it wasn't very great. Um, so you got to be thinking that they're bringing him in as like uh, competition slash backup for uh, Van Rotten, which sure. Go for it. That that's always a good thing. And as disappointing it is for you and I to uh, lose a, a lean, uh, a classic lean joke uh, with the Dan Brown thing. That this is you know a good smart move from the Jets here. So we'll see. There's there's I know uh, there's some a lot of stuff in there that I missed and I forgot about to get to. But yeah, the 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 thing is obviously what you saw from the Jets last week. Now, part of this is just it has to go on the Bengals coaching staff because they just did a terrible job adjusting. Um, and especially considering the two interceptions that came like 
imagine what that game could have looked like if it, they didn't have those two bad bounces. Uh, they like they could have ran away with the game complete like early and not even had those two interceptions on there. That's what this offense is supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to look like. Not necessarily that great all the time, but that's the vision. That's what Michael Flora has been looking for. That's the system he's trying to run. That's what he wants it to look like. It's you need to be able to execute it. And again, I'm saying that I think that. We're not giving enough blame on the Bengals here that they just failed to adjust to this. Um, I think other teams will do a better job at it, but that's what it's supposed to look like. So everybody that's been freaking out about, you know, this offense and this coordinator, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And I, I've been saying he's a little over his head here because there was just so much on his plate. Now, uh, you get you get John Beck in here to be the quarterback coach on the sidelines. Somebody he's Zach Wilson's already familiar with and comfortable with. Like he, you know, he paid John Beck to to do this. It's like he all really likes him. So it's a, a good thing. I I've always been surprised why teams don't do this more. I know that these quarterback coaches usually have multiple clients, but you can pay them enough to where it it, it makes sense for him to just come on the team and be that personal QB coach. But so he can talk to him on the sideline. LaFleur can stay in the booth. Um, but it's going to be up to Zach Wilson to execute the offense. And then you want him to be pick his spots, be more explosive, take shots downfield. Because, again, we're talking about Mike White throwing the ball. It was like, you know, around four yards in the air. Every mm-hmm. all The passes were traveling. It, it wasn't a very aggressive game plan. It was very simple, short, easy dump offs. Um, teams are going to force more of that. But – Zach Wilson needs to learn to do a little bit of that uh, and then be able to, you know, pick his spots to explode with. Just to hammer home the point that Chris made about how Mike White and what he does is actually perfectly suited for the Indianapolis Colts in terms of exploiting their weaknesses. George Bremer was on yesterday's show, if you haven't heard it yet, breaking down the Colts, my buddy who covers the Indianapolis Colts for CNHI Sports and Herald Bulletin in Anderson, Indiana. And he went into great detail about why the Colts have struggled so much against that type of offense. So if you want to know more about it, check out yesterday's show if you haven't already. Chris, let's talk some injuries now. And here's what we've got for the Jets. And I'm going to ask you to decode this because this is not your normal situation. Middle of the week, the way they list these things are a little different. So I'm going to let you explain who's probably playing and who isn't. We've got Tevin Coleman, Corey Davis, George Fant, Bryce Huff, Zach Wilson, and Trevon Wesco listed on the injury report. Now, obviously, Zach Wilson's not going to play. We know that. What's the story with the rest of these guys? Yeah, okay. So this is, like you said, a short week. It's uh, nobody participated in practice. That's why these. it's hard to make uh, get anything from this stuff because they don't actually practice during this week. There's, there's no actual practice. They go through walkthroughs. That's it. So uh, I, I, I didn't have practice here. It, it means more than normal because it, it means like that we didn't actually have a practice, but if we did have a practice through that, these guys wouldn't have been able to go anyway. Um, so I, I would lean to all the uh, did not practice guys, not uh, like you said, Zach Wilson, we know isn't going to. I would say that there's a strong chance that those guys aren't going to play any of them. 
Uh, Trayvon Wesco was limited on, on Tuesday, they said. So that, that I'm thinking that that's means game time decision. Um, everybody else, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to tell and read, especially we, we know that teams are not honest at all about this stuff. <laughs> um, but my, my leaning is that typically on the, the short week, because they don't actually practice with, if they're listed as do not practice that the likelihood is they will def well, they will be out for the game. I don't expect any of them to, to play this week. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Chris, what do you say we try to help people make some money on this game? With the prop bets, the over-under, the point spread, and all of that, we've got the Jets and the Colts tonight. The Jets in Indianapolis. This is a national game. It's the only one on the schedule for the Jets at the moment. And the Jets are underdogs by 10.5 points. I got to be honest, after what the Jets did last week and the way the Colts struggled and the fact that we just talked about how what the Jets do is a perfect fit for exploiting the Colts' weakness, 10.5 points seems like a lot here. I'd probably take the Jets with the points. I'm not saying I'd take them to win outright necessarily, but 10.5 points, like I said, that seems like overkill. Yeah, listen, I'm not... I'm not suggesting you go uh, bet the money line on the Jets here. I'm not crazy. I'm not going to get carried away from last week's uh, performance and expect that to completely roll over, even with that good matchup. And then even with the knowledge that Quentin Nelson's most likely not going to play, and they're going against Carson Wentz, who I just watched last week try to throw uh, a pass out of his own end zone with his left hand. Like uh, Carson Wentz tries to do too much more than even like Jameis Winston. <laughs> like uh, Car- nobody tries to do too much more than Carson Wentz. Um, uh, so I- I'm not telling you to bet the money line here, even though that that play would be good. But man, that's ten and a half points is a lot of points right now. Uh, to expect the Colts to you know run away with it not even the let up a backdoor cover. Cause I could see the Colts had being up like 14, most of the game and then giving up a backdoor cover 10 and a half is too much. I, I I've said too many words to end up at 10 and a half points too much. Take the jets and the points. New York jets, total points over under 17.5. I'm going I'm short week. I'm going, I'm going over just barely. I'm going over. I I'm not seeing them scoring 34 points again. But I'll I'll take the over on the points here. Indianapolis Colts total points over under twenty eight point five. Twenty eight point no I I'm gonna go under on that so I it could go over but I'm I'll go under there. Total game points over under forty six point five. Under I'm I'm going under I don't I, yeah. First half Colts minus six point five. Now give me give me the over on that they can, they can get one touchdown in the first half. First half total points over under twenty three point five. Uh, I'll go. I'll go under. First half total points. New York Jets over under seven point five. I'll go. I'll go over. I'll go over. I guess. Uh, I, I guess I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Jets being able to move the ball against this Colts defense. First half over under total points fourteen point five. Indianapolis Colts under. Individual player touchdown odds. Michael Carter plus one seventy five. Yes, yes, give it to me. Um, also, just to point out, uh, I, I didn't forget that uh, as good as much attention as Mike White got, and as good as he played, 
uh, Michael Carter was equally as excellent. Uh, that that was very good to see for fans to be excited about. And then also Michael Carter too has been excellent all season as well. So those two draft picks seem to be doing very well. Just keep drafting guys named Michael Carter and everything will turn yeah. out okay. Tyler Croft plus six hundred. I like this one. I like I do like this one. Um, yeah, I'll throw a little something on it. Don't go too crazy. But go ahead and throw a little, a little bit of coin at plus six hundred. I like it. Keelan Cole plus five fifty. I'm I'm gonna shy away from that, uh, largely due to uh, Keelan. I'll do the same with Denzel Mims too. But uh, Denzel Mims and Keelan Cole out there uh, pancaking defenders in in the run game. Uh, so I will take the overs on amounts of pancakes that they're giving out. <laughs> but I think they're doing more of that than catching touchdown passes. So so no on the touchdown pass with Keelan Cole. Braxton Berrios plus seven hundred. Should again shouldn't have had that one count last week. Maybe Keelan Cole should get one this week to make up for last week. But I, no, I'm gonna say no to Braxton Berrios catching touchdowns two weeks in a row. Denzel Mims plus six hundred. I'm a, I'm gonna throw something on that with Mims. I think he was you know he had that chance with Josh Johnson in there. Um, another thing about he came in and ran that offense pretty well for a drive too, um, but. He had that chance to hurt his finger on there, uh, but he he's he's gonna he's making some progress too. I think I'm gonna throw some stuff on it and get him a touchdown this week. Jamison Crowder plus two hundred. Now I'm I, I think I'll go over the yards on Jamison, but I, I I'll stay away from the touchdown. It's possible, but that's not enough odds uh, either. Corey Davis, if he plays, plus two hundred. Uh, if he plays, I, I, I like it. I don't, I, I think it has a stronger chance to hit than the others, but not as much of a payout, which is, you know, that's how that works. Uh, but if he plays, sure. But, uh, I don't, I don't think he'll play or at least be up to healthy. So I'd, I'd stay away. Not a bet that I would take because even if he somehow plays the fact that he's going to be very limited and it's only plus 200, it's just not worth the bet as far as I'm concerned. Ty Johnson plus 350. Yeah. See this as much as Michael Carter has still taken over as you know, he it's his job. He's the lead back. Now Ty Johnson's still getting enough carries, enough touches, enough looks that I, I think if you're, you kind of have to bet them both to score touchdowns. At least one of them's going to get in there. And with those odds, I like it. So I'll I'll roll the dice on Ty Johnson getting one. Elijah Moore plus three thirty five. This again, I'm not quite there on uh, betting Elijah Moore to get the touchdowns. I will be there to bet on him to get the yards. So I'll pass on the touchdown. Jonathan Taylor minus three thirty three. My yeah, see the minus three thirty three that hurts this here, uh, like. Uh, yeah, to, to have to bet three hundred and thirty-three dollars to win a hundred dollars is, you know, that's is that really worth the bet? Um, and then no Quentin Nelson also on top of that, I'm not paying that money to make that bet. I think it's more likely than not that he's going to get a touchdown. You know, especially Jets have been like one of the worst uh, defenses against the run, uh, but. And that's largely due to CJ Mosley not playing against the Patriots, I think. Uh, but at, at minus 330, I, I can't. It's not a good uh, use of money. 
Chris, this obviously has now come off the board because he got traded, but our last chance to make this joke, Daniel Brown plus 2,500 was what the odds were going to be for him scoring a touchdown tonight. I would say the author Daniel Brown plus 2,500, and then you would say, no, go back to writing books. So can't do that anymore, but that's what the odds were going to be if he was still here. Zach Pascal plus 175. No, I'm, I'm going to say no. Michael Pittman Jr., minus 120. See, now, this I just want to say yes because of the way Pittman's been playing. It's been, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, you know, he's just consistent. Uh, so, but then are you, we'll see how much is he going to go up against Bryce Hall, who has done a, a pretty good job. I mean, they, the Jets did a great job against Jamar Chase, limiting him. Uh, they allowed T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd to start get going a little bit late, but they did enough. Uh, so I think they're going to try to – I mean, they're definitely going to try to do a same, a similar type of thing and let the balls go to the Pascals of the world. But I'm going to take the over on Pittman. I'm, I'm going to do it with Pittman. Mike White, plus 750. No. Uh, oh, man, that – they run a Philly special again and, and have him do that. That would be hilarious. But now nah, I'm going to say he's not going to run one in or catch one. Could also be a quarterback sneak. They did do that twice for first yeah. downs last week. So if they get down to the one yard line, you never know. Ryan Griffin plus 700. Uh, it's plus 700 is always tempting. Um, and again, now round gone. I'm going to say no, though. Tevin Coleman, who I don't think is going to play, plus 1300. Yeah, no, keep keep him away from that. Even if he does play, it's going to be small, small uh, doses. Jeff Smith plus thirteen hundred. No, I, it's, it's one of those things. You see plus thirteen hundred, and I'm going to think about it, no matter what. But no, I'm, I'm I'll stay away. Kiki Koti plus five fifty. I'm telling you, this this Colts receiving core outside of Pittman, one of them's going to catch a touchdown. I just don't know which one. Uh, but I'm I'm just say no on all of them because I I I can't predict which one of them. Jack Doyle plus three fifty. I wish I could do an Andrew Luck uh, impersonation to 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 go with a, a Jack Doyle joke here, but I can't do the Andrew Luck impersonation, so I'm just going to say no. Marlon Mack plus six hundred. Now, now, Jonathan Taylor, I'll go, oh, man, plus 600. No, it's just Jonathan Taylor's show. Mike Strachan, plus 550. No, uh, we've reached the, the order of the proceedings yeah. uh, where, <laughs> yep, you're making stuff up again, so no. Naam Hines, plus 225. Yeah, this is somebody who I feel like should, the, the answer should be yes, just because of the Jets here. Um, how much tr- uh, struggling the Jets have done, defense have done at stopping the screen game. Uh, Naheem Hines is excellent uh, as a passing running back or receiving running back, and I, that should be exactly a, how a good way to beat the Jets' defense, but they haven't been using him a lot, so I don't trust it enough to say yes, I'll say no. Ashton Doolin, plus 300. Okay, come on now. Like, what? No. Ooh. Kylan Granson, plus 1,500. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's not real. <laughs> Carson Wentz, he's Me. real, plus 375. Oh, Carson Wentz is most definitely real. Uh, it, it's 
you know, definitely makes me question if we live in a simulation a lot of times. Um, but it, anything's possible with Carson Wentz. I mean, with Carson Wentz, he he could absolutely score a touchdown. But I'm going to say no. Here's one I really like under the radar: Mo Ali Cox plus two seventy five. He's got four touchdowns this year. Yeah, give it, give that to me. Mo, Mo Ali Cox is one of those guys that just like. It, you're watching the red zone and like, it's just like every time he, he you look up, he's making a play and I, it doesn't even make sense. Cause then you look at the box score and you're like, how, how he didn't make that many plays, but every time I looked up, he was making a new play. Yeah. Give me Mo, Mo Alicock. Over under total passing touchdowns. Both Carson Wentz and Mike white are over under 1.5. I'm go. Yes. On both of them. Over under player total passing attempts. Carson Wentz thirty one point five. Yes, over. I'm sorry, over. Over under player total passing attempts. Mike White thirty six point five. Wow, they what, what was it? it was like twenty three last week, uh, and now after throwing like fifty four passes <laughs> all the way up to thirty six. Ah oh, man, that's a lot of passes. Ah oh, man. I'm going to go under here. Over, under, player total passing completions, Carson Wentz, 21.5. I'll go under on that. Over, under, player total passing completions, Mike White, 22.5. This is, I went under on the, with the attempts, but that's not a lot. If he's going to be throwing the ball just four yards in the air, I feel like I got to go over on this one. Over under player total passing yards, Carson Wentz, 242.5. I'm going to go under here. It's not a lot of yards, so it could go over, but I just think they're going to be, you know, exploiting the run game a little bit more. Over under player total passing yards, Mike White, 260.5. 260. All right. So he could fall. He could fall well under the 400 and still come in over here. Uh, I'm going to say over on this. Just. Either, you know, they keep the offense like they did last week or they sting struggle and then they have to pass to catch up. Uh, so I'm going to go over on it. Over under player total receptions, Jonathan Taylor, 2.5. I'll go under. That's that they, they don't use him enough in the passing game, so I'll go under. Over under player total receptions, Michael Carter, 4. Over. Over on that. Uh, he'd be, the w- one small critique of his, his game, too, he needs to get better at, at catching the ball. Um, this showed up a lot during training camp. He's had a couple drops. The, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to say that it was his fault, that interception when Mike White like, pegged him right in that face mask, but something went wrong there. He needs to get a little bit cleaner there, but they're targeting him a lot. So, yeah, I feel comfortable going with the over on four. That might be my uh, the most comfortable one I'm, I'm, I'm with. Over under player total receptions, Michael Pittman Jr. five. Yes, go over on it. He should he should be getting more than five, regardless of who's covering him for how long. Over under player total reception yards, Jonathan Taylor eighteen point five. This is tricky, but because all uh, if they go one screen to him, he should be able to get that. But again, I don't think they they use him enough in the past game. I'm gonna go under there. Over under player total reception yards, Michael Carter, 35.5. Oh, wow. They haven't adjusted this at all. Give me the over on that. That's not, that's, 
I mean, their offense last week just completely centered around throwing the ball to Michael Carter. So, all right, uh, yeah, but give me that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be betting. Uh, yeah, go ahead, bet those those two Michael Carter props. Those are my strongest suggestions of the day. Over under player total reception yards. Zach Pascal, forty two point five. Uh, go give me over on that. He's he he's better than that. Uh, forty two yards. Yeah, give me that. Over under player total reception yards. Michael Pittman Jr. seventy point five. Uh, this is a stay away from me with a slight lean towards under. Player total rushing yards. Over under forty eight point five. Michael Carter. I, I, I gotta go. Uh, I don't like this as much as the other two Michael Carter uh, props, but I gotta go over on this as well. Player total rushing yards over under eighty eight point five. Jonathan Taylor. Ah, oh, this is this is tough. This, uh, I, over, mostly stay away, but uh, I'll I'd over if you make me. And thus concludes all of our prop bets and everything entailed here in the pregame report. Thank you to the very big deal, who is also the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com, Mr. Chris Nimbley, for coming on and breaking all of this down with me. Really appreciate it. Chris will have some mailbag episodes coming up over the weekend, so get your questions in now if you haven't already. And make sure you check out everything Chris is doing at JetsInsider.com. And follow him on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Great videos up there from Luke Grant. He's got one up of what Mike LaFleur did right in that game against the Cincinnati Bengals. He's going to be putting up videos of Elijah Vera Tucker, Mike White, Michael Carter, and a whole lot more. So watch them all and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the Zach Says Go Long shirt. We've got the Bless You Thank You shirt, John Franklin Myers and Quinn and Williams. We've got the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt. They're all available in the store. Great artwork by Luke Grant's significant other, Alex. You can check out her work on Instagram at underscore can I be frank. And again, the store is at tpublic, T-E-E-public.com. And don't forget to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.